This is the 449th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm the Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and today we will discuss all issues concerning the coaching search with the Atlanta Falcons. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back from the break, and we're going to hear from former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who was on the K. Adams Up and Adams Fan Duel TV show. He's discussing, you know, Bill Belichick, Arthur Blank, Rich McClay, Terry Fontenot. He's worked with three of those four individuals. You know, admittedly, he said he didn't have any inside knowledge, but it was interesting what he had to say about how that group of people may come together here in Atlanta to work together. Here is uh, Thomas on the Up and Adam show. In my mind, there's no question that, that Arthur Blank, I think, still one of the best owners in the league having had all the experience he has is has and what he gives to the team financially what he gives to the head coach and provides that is a big big deal right so a lot of people think wow would he really would he really gel with with bill with all of bill's strong opinions about how he wants to come in and 100 i think they will i have no inside information i want to be very clear about mm-hmm. that what i do know is i've worked for both men i know both men have unbelievable uh, knowledge and insight that they bring to the table from where they're coming. One from a head coaching position, one from a, from a, from an owner's position. I think they both have reasons to win. People were out there talking about, Oh, Bill, maybe Bill wants to step aside. Maybe he's done. No way. Bill has so much more to offer in this league. I mean, I was looking at Sumer sports, right? I was looking at some data this morning. Okay. Bill Belichick at, Bill added an average of 1.5 points per game above his talent, including Brady. This is a concept that a lot of people might not be able to grasp, including Brady from 2000 to 2023. Number one in the history of the league. And that's comparing to John Harbaugh at 1-4, Andy Reid at 1-3, and Dick Vermeil at 1-2. Like, this guy is on the top of his game still. I know people want to claim the the Tom Brady, and Tom's great. Two of the best at what they do. We get it. He's going into wherever he goes. He, I believe, is the man out there that can help bring an organization to win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years over anyone. I'm not saying others can't. 
But this is a man that you need to do that. And if you're an organization that are looking now and not looking to spend time to, to, to build and grow into a situation, I mean, he's that guy for you, I think. He's the guy, but last time I talked to you, you said that you, that you couldn't imagine seeing Bill go somewhere where he is not, I think you used the word czar, like that he's, he's, sure. he's running the whole show. Arthur Smith's gone. They did hang on to their GM. Is, you know, uh, if not Atlanta, and it might be Atlanta, I mean, they're doing round two here, and it's an attractive, like you're saying, Arthur Blank, that's an attractive landing spot. That division is sort of attractive. Getting to sort of help, you know, you lose me a little bit when it's Bill gets to go down there and run everything, and because you mentioned talent. He's coaching above talent, but they need talent. They need what you do. They need Super Sports, they need Thomas Dimitrov. They need a GM that's up to par. Is that is that happening in Atlanta? And if not, where should... Where would you place if you were a uh, you know if you were a careerbuilder.com person a recruiter where would you put Bill? Okay, so those are all great points. First of all, let's let's talk about Rich McKay. Rich is a longtime football man, as you know. Rich Rich is a very smart man. He has a great relationship with Arthur Blank, and Rich is going to be very smart and appropriate on how he continues to approach his world there with the Atlanta Falcons. There's no doubt in my mind that he will do that. You know, when when you talk about a guy like a Bill Belichick coming into an organization that is firmly entrenched, there's no question. I still believe what I said. Bill is coming in to be the decision maker. Let's move over to, t- to Terry Fontenot, the young general manager there. Terry is a good football man. He is obviously still young in the business. This is, you know, he's been in three years. Terry's a guy that could get along very well with Arthur, or uh, excuse me, with uh, uh, Bill Belichick, and he gets along very well with Arthur Blank. That's not one that is dusty and, and, and all over the place and, and fragmented. That's one that really at the core can be quite smoothly transitioned. Again, no doubt in my mind, Bill is coming in there if he goes anywhere, wherever it is, Kay, Atlanta, anywhere else, and he is going to run the show. Well, that was interesting uh, from Thomas Dimitrov having you know spent 12 years here with the Falcons and Rich McKay in the building and working with Arthur, Arthur Blank. So uh, that was some interesting, you know, before his job was the college scouting director for the New England Patriots. And he also got his start under Bill Belichick. He was basically a groundskeeper for the Browns in Cleveland and worked his way up from there. Now, last week before um, Rams general manager Les Snead started his press conference, he wanted to let the whole football world know what he thought of Raheem Morris and the job he's done with the Rams and his worthiness about a head coaching job in the NFL. He's had, he has interviewed with the Falcons virtually, and we'll see where this goes. He was the interim coach here after Dan Quinn was fired. Here's what Les Need had to say about Raheem Morris. I haven't had a lot of opportunities to talk about him. Number one, I think we all know, great human being. Uh, the guy's coded to, let's call it, respect everyone, to build a relationship with everyone, no matter where you're at in the organization. And what's awesome is, is as he does that, you just see the respect flow back in his direction. And that's just, that's just, he's coded for that. He's, it's a, it's a superpower that I think would help any organization. He's highly intelligent human being who happened to choose football and probably could have done a lot of things in life, but I chose the path of football. Uh, I remember when he came here 
to be our defensive coordinator, uh, having a relationship with Rich McKay in Atlanta. And Rich said, wow, what a unique uh, experience and let's call it unique football acumen that he had based on he's coached in a defensive room. He's actually coached in an offensive room. I mean, whether he was a mentee learning, whether he was partnering with people, whether he was mentoring and leading others, you know, those great Tampa defenses, that great uh, Atlanta offense that nearly pulled off a Super Bowl win. I mean, he was in the offensive room. He was in those defensive rooms. So there, there's not many coaches uh, on the planet, right, who's been in both of those rooms on those two sides of the ball. He's going to he's going to build a he's going to give any organization an edge and just how collaborative he is it's going to be it's going to be an edge that uh most teams aren't going to be able to compete with i know this he'll be able to hire an unbelievable staff every coach who's any good who's qualified who wants they're going to want to work for raheem and i'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of tampering charges because just about every player in the nfl is going to text him and want to come play for him i haven't heard a stronger recommendation from any general manager in the league. That was pretty strong from Les Snead. Now today, uh, some of the uh, PFWA teams have started to come out, all NFC, all NFL, all AFC on Monday. The All Rookie Awards came out. No surprise that C.J. Stroud was the Offensive Player of the Year and Will Anderson was the Defensive Player of the Year. Shout out to Dutchtown High. And um, for, as far as the Falcons are concerned, Bijan Robinson was named first team uh, all-rookie by the Pro Football Writers of America. And here's what running back coach Mike Petrie had to say about Bijan Robinson. B has done a really good job um, doing the things that we've asked him to do. You know, uh, he's, he's done a great job of proving that he can be a true three-down back in this league. He's done a great job of showing what he can do in terms of the pass game. Um, he's averaging almost five yards a carry. But most importantly, I think it's the teammates around him has given him the opportunities to sh- continue to showcase what he can do to try to help us win games. So we have been very, very happy with his progress to this season. All right. That was Coach. Petrie on the running backs and Bajan Robinson. We're going to take a break here. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And as you know, the Falcons are in mid-coaching search mode. Uh, The first round of interviews have been completed. Bill Belichick has had his second interview, expecting, uh, expecting to hear about a second interview, maybe two tonight. But as of the recording here, we just have the 13. 
We've got uh, Bill Belichick with his second interview. We've got Brian Callahan skipping his second interview and going to the Titans. We also have reports that Jim Harbaugh is trying to work out a deal with the Chargers. So that would be uh, four jobs left. And uh, because Antonio Pierce, he didn't come for his interview. They was, he was requested. He is going to take the Raiders job. That's uh, was much expected out there. But hey, before we keep moving on here, I got an offer for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to move on here to um, the coaching search. We've got a couple issues we need to address. We ranked the uh, openings, you know, using our formula here. I'm getting to that for you here. We, um, you know, looked at the quarterback position, where they're going to be picking in the draft, how many Pro Bowl players they had, their salary cap situation, and the culture of losing. All these teams are looking for coaches because they've been losing. They weren't looking for coaches because they won 10 Super Bowls in a row. So our rankings, we came up with our formula. Uh, we ended up with the Chargers being number one, put a heavy value on having a quarterback. Yeah, they are a little upside down on the cap, but they are number one. Number two was the Commanders. And uh, let's that might surprise some people, but they've been doing a uh, – Last year was kind of a line-it-up year for them. They're number two with the pick, so they can get Jaden Daniels or Caleb, whichever way Chicago goes. And Mel Kuyper's uh, first mock is out, and he's got the quarterbacks going one, two, three. And he's got the Falcons picking uh, uh, the Dallas kid from Alabama, eight. So um, Snyder, the um, new regime in Washington, the number two pick, but they also have a league high $84.3 million in salary cap space. So you'll see a lot of free agents going there. So that's why they are number two. I know all my good friends in the nation's capital be excited to go back to Fort, uh, FedEx Field there. Then we have the Seahawks three because they don't have a losing culture over the the last few 10 years is what we looked at. Uh, they moved on from Pete Carroll. A lot of speculation that that's Dan Quinn's job. Geno Smith's 33. Some people believe they can uh, get J.J. McCarthy in there and learn. He could learn on a job. The quarterback from Michigan, he's not in the group with the first-tier quarterbacks. And they have three pro bowlers on defense. They're valued at 5 billion they picked 16th in the draft and uh just to be uh projected four million over the cap so couple cap casualties and they can fix that 
Now, number four, I had the Titans ranked ahead of the Falcons. They have a massive amount of uh, salary cap uh, space, too. They're up in the 70s, and they have a quarterback, whether you like Will Levis or not. He certainly looked good in his uh, pro debuted against the Falcons, uh, but went on to go two and six after that. So Brian Callahan, who was interviewed here, Cincinnati Bengals um, offensive coordinator, his dad, Bill, is going to be going with him. Bill's uh, the O-line coach in Cleveland. That's going to be a big loss for the Browns. So he's going to Tennessee with him. I found it interesting that Callahan was set to interview with the Falcons on Thursday. And he decided that, no, I'm going to take this job here, this Tennessee job. So that tells me that we had uh, those jobs. Well, he at least he had those jobs rated higher, had the Titans rated higher than the Falcons. So, uh, of course, they're expected to part ways with Derrick Henry. Kevin Byard was traded during the season, and they have $73.9 million in salary cap space. So he uh, – Pick them. Now, I had the Falcons with a five. Don't have a quarterback. You know, maybe somebody could, could you know, um, you know, the in a good world, maybe they could put Ritter back together. But you got to proceed that, uh, proceed forward that, you know, you need a quarterback. And uh, Mark Bradley wrote as much in the Bradley buzz this week. And the Falcons only have 20 point. $8 million under the cap, which ranks 18th in the league. They pick eighth, so they're out of the position to get a quarterback. And they've had six losing seasons. So that those were some of the major marks against them and why they are so low in this. Uh, low to some people, not low to us, because we think we got it right. They got to get Kirk Cousins in free agency or acquire Justin Fields uh, in the free agent market. And if Bill Check and his folks come in here, I don't know if they would try to force Jimmy Garoppolo up on us, but he did get the 49ers to a Super Bowl, so that that could be a possibility also. Now, um, we will see if the Falcons have to trade up to get that quarterback. They got to get a quarterback from somewhere. We'll see where it comes from. And I had the Panthers at six because, you know, they do have some talent like their defense, and they may have their quarterback. And Bryce Young, we'll have to see how that works out. You know, they, uh, they've they interviewed uh, Coach Quinn and uh, Coach uh, Raheem Morris also. But on defense, they got Derrick Brown and uh, Brian Burns. You could build around that. We've been hyping Jimmy Chin for years. Time for him to do something. They are $31 million under the cap. And they've hired a former land linebacker. Dan Morgan to be the general manager there. So they're making some progress. Maybe he can tell the owner to stay in his booth and stop throwing stuff at people. So uh, that that might be a move in the right direction to have him as their front man and the owner can take his back seat in his booth and chill out. So, and then finally we had the Raiders because they only had one winning season over the past seven. They too need a quarterback. Aiden McConnell was a fourth-round pick out of Purdue. They were winning by just running the ball. Uh, Jimmy G was hurt last year. He's 32. He's got a 43-20 and 20 record as a starter, but has never been selected to the Pro Bowl. So, you know, if Josh McDaniels comes here, I could see them trying to force Tim on us 
while they draft another quarterback and try to bring him along. But uh, the defense for the Raiders is anchored by Max Crosby, and they have $43.4 million in cap space. So, But the quarterback situation ranked them as low as uh, as seven. But they're done. So we're down to if Harbaugh's done, it's, you know, it's, they're talking about him wrapping up his deal, him not wanting the sanctions um, in Michigan. I was going to him up his contract. Cause like if they got they get hit with the sanctions, that's going to cut the, the deal. So he's got to kind of run. He's kind of running from the NCAA police, much like Pete Carroll did back in his USC days. So that's why we have it ranked this way, and Harbaugh gets done here in the next 24 hours before we hit the streets with this. But we're, while we're recording, that is not done. Uh, then we're down to four jobs, basically. Okay, so you got the commanders left. Uh, word on the streets, Ben Johnson. Detroit OC. Seattle, that could be Quinn. Okay, Callahan's to two. Um, the Titans, and then it's down to the Panthers and the Falcons. And so we know Bill Check's been in here twice, so we're going to keep him in the free front seat. Harbaugh's going to check out. And then uh, if Bill Check doesn't work out for the Falcons, the fallback's probably, um, and no, uh, oh, well, I think you know, Raheem's the first one. And then after that, you know, certainly Ben McDonald's uh, one of the top uh candidates and anthony weaver i uh, haven't heard uh wilkes a lot mentioned uh but he was definitely one of those interviewed and the the five that have been linked to get a second interview are mcdonald uh weaver ben johnson aaron glenn and bobby slowick so um the falcons reportedly have a contingent going to detroit to interview or I don't know it might be San Francisco to interview Johnson and Glenn after their NFC championship game I think they can't interview to the 29th but um we'll go over those rules as they pertain to the open periods on on that so that's where we are in the coaching search let's review the timeline here that you had in the paper this week just want to make sure we get everybody up to speed here. January 8th, Arthur Smith is fired after three straight 7-10 seasons. One day following the season ending loss to the Saints. It really wasn't a full day, but we got word at 12.03. January the 12th, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. He's the first person with the virtual interview. January 13th, Bengals, offensive coordinator Bill Callahan, and 49ers defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes had virtual interviews. January 14th, Panthers defensive coordinator Ajaro Evero and Ravens assistant head coach defensive line coach Anthony Weaver completed virtual interviews. January 15th, Belichick's in-person interview. January 16th, Harbaugh's in-person interview. January 18th, Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson's virtual interview. He has since been fired. He's available. Aaron Glenn on January 19th. January 20th, Raheem Morris and Bills interim coordinator Joe Brady. 
They complete virtual interviews. Uh, January 21st, Texas um, offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick and Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. They got him in after their game for a virtual interview uh, Sunday night right in before the deadline so they can get a second interview with him. And um, Callahan, who had a second interview scheduled with the Falcons, he took the Titans job and canceled his interview, which was set for Thursday. Um with the Falcons. So that's where we're at up to date. Everything of record. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, talking about their, they requested a second interview. They requested it. Well, they're releasing people they interview with. So we're just, um, you know, we're not, we will keep track of that, but that's not, we don't need to keep alerting you to that. We do need to know who the two in-person minorities are. And uh, that you know, none of this matters until they do that because they're they're not in compliance with the Rooney Rooney rule as we speak. Um, Tennessee and the Chargers got there first. You know, the the um, it was pointed out to us that they couldn't interview people under contract until the to the twenty second. Uh, but there were qualified minority candidates that weren't under contract that they could have interviewed. Tennessee and the Chargers were able to do that. They interviewed Leslie Frazier and David Shaw and sent with the Chargers. And the Tennessee Titans interviewed Thomas Brown and David Shaw. So uh, there were there were candidates to be interviewed. Uh, but the Falcons have got this long rolling search going. A lot of um, buzz out there about, you know, who, what structure is it coming to Bilicek? Harbaugh doesn't look like he's coming. Then you might end up, you know, Vrabel's in the mix. Uh, here, too, we don't have his uh, interviews pinned down. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, um, how they're going to wrap this thing up. So, and I, um, I'll look at the, uh, I'll go over the past searches real quick here at the end because we, we, uh, we had that written down, but I didn't think we needed it. But we do need it. Because uh, this one's a little different. It's more long-winded, more people. You can get to more folks with virtual interviews. So other news today. Uh, yesterday, Nielsen, Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator, went to the Jaguars as their defensive coordinator. Pro Football Riders of America teams came out. Jesse Bates III was a all-NFL safety. Chris Lindstrom was named to the all-NFC teams. And how we do it is we have an all-NFL team, that's AFC or NFC, kind of like the AP All-Pro team. And um, then we picked the all-NFC and the all-AFC teams. And so Lindstrom made that. He didn't make the all-league team, the all-NFL. He made the all-NFC team. And that was it for the Falcons this year, those two gentlemen. And uh, on the all-rookie team, which came out today, uh, was uh, Bijan Robinson. And uh, I thought Bergeron would have a chance, but he got beat out by Steve Oliva from the Rams and Osiris Torrance from Buffalo, who, who was just a mob beast this year. He had an 88 grade and no sacks. So uh, Bergeron did not make the all-rookie team, but he started – 11 games and had a lot of um, played over 1100 snaps. So just uh, past searches. Here's what I got. Smith and Terry Fontenot were hired on January 20th, 2021. 
you know, Arthur Blank had a, a long run up there because, uh, you know, they fired Dan Quinn five games into the season. So they were able to move through that process a little bit quicker. The numbers were in half, I think. We had all the interviews. It was about five or six GM candidates and a like number of coaches. And then back in 15, Dan Quinn was hired before the Super Bowl, but uh, he was uh, not announced until February the 2nd, 2015, after the Super Bowl. It was the day after Seattle lost to New England. That was the one where they didn't get a ball to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. And then Mike Smith, going back to 08, he was hired on the Monday before the senior bowl practices started. So that would be next week. We, um, Myself and Gabe Burns will be heading down there, and senior bowl practices will start on Monday and then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and the game will be next Saturday. So I don't think that, they wanted to do that last year to give them I mean, in 2008, so they could be down there scouting together. You know, they needed to start getting on the same page and so forth. Uh, with the scouting department already doing their job, whoever new coach is is just going to have to take their um, scouting work at that point. Uh, either it's uh, coming, you know, uh, soon, or it's after the Super Bowl. That's your timeline. Right before Senior Bowl here this week, or then two weeks later after the senior bowl they said they were going to do a long and broad search you know they they're trying to put out there that it's wide open uh and we'll you know uh, uh but if the owner said he's hiring a coach and he wants Billichek, you know that that uh that may not be so wide open but we'll just you know monitor everything they've done a good job in the past of having long and good open interviews uh i've had people that have been in those and only have good things to say about them. So I'm not trying to imply anything there, but we are just going by what they said at the press conferences. He's picking a coach. He wants Belichick. And so the um, other people, the lieutenants, have to convince him that that's not the way to go. And so we'll see how this unfolds here. I don't um, have a... a Nobody asked my input one way or the other. There's some good candidates on this list. Raheem would be fine. Heard a lot of great things about Weaver, a lot of great things about McDonald. Uh, Bobby Slug did a great job with C.J. Stroud. We don't have a a C.J. Stroud for him to work with here yet. Uh, Aaron Glenn, you know, Coach Kneecaps got the Lions rolling up there. So, um, you know, and Terry uh, Fino knows him from New Orleans. So, it's a lot of good candidates, a lot of good directions they want to go if they can't work everything out with uh, Coach Belichick. So with that, I think we're good here today. We're going to move on down the road, get ready for uh, next week at the Senior Bowl. Then it'll be a uh, a kind of a, um, you know, we'll start, we'll go straight to the Super Bowl from there uh, and see who is going to get there. So we've got... Uh, the Lions out at San Francisco and the Chiefs going to Baltimore for the AFC Championship game. So you got one last good weekend, NFC Championship and AFC Championship. Then we get a week by and then on to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and ask you to have a great rest of your week.
ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.